0: You can also find all my books on Amazon and other retailers. And now on to the show. Algolia, one of the leading enterprise search and discovery platforms, recently published its e-commerce site search trends 2023 report, which highlights several opportunities and challenges for e-commerce businesses. Today, we're going to talk about the power of search and discovery to deliver strong revenue results to e-commerce businesses, as well as how to harness this power most effectively for your organization. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Piyush Patel, Chief Strategic Business Development Officer. Uh, Piyush, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Greg. Yeah, looking forward to talking about this uh, with you. So why don't we start with you giving a a little background on yourself, as well as what you're currently doing at Algolia.
1: Yeah, that makes that makes great sense. So you know how how I got to Algolia is interesting. Um, I, I've not been, you know, over the course of my thirty year career, not been in the search space specifically. But you know, as a tangent, I, I've done content and commerce platforms, both on the software side and as you know, practice development and, and leading large teams at, at global integrators. And what led me here to Algolia is that when I when I look back at all those projects and getting them stood up, getting them live, the the replatforming, where it kind of tailed off in value is that after the platforms were put in, whether it's content or commerce, people actually leveraging the platforms for continued success and continued improvement don't typically happen. And as I started to think about where, where that challenge is, it's, it's people not looking at the data once the platform's live and figuring out how to improve that experience. And a lot of times that led me to to search as the sort of pain point, you know, people came to your experience, you spent all these ad dollars to get the traffic, but if you didn't put what they wanted in front of them, that was a big fail. And I yeah. think search and discovery is is, is a resolution of that, that pain point. Uh, and so that's why I've been here about two and a half years, hoping to uh, help improve those outcomes.
0: Great, great. Yeah. So yeah, let's dive in here. And uh, we're going to be talking about search specifically and the impact that it can have on e-commerce. So according to the e-commerce site search trends report, I mentioned earlier, uh, 51% uh, of the respondents in the report say that increasing revenue is their primary reasons for investments in search. What does this tell you about the impact that search can have on the business?
1: Well, I think there's, you know, we look at the, let's first look at the 51% part.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, the, the the point I made earlier about when you get a consumer to come to your digital experience, they're coming with some intention, right? They're they're looking for something. In, in e-commerce specifically, they're looking to buy something. E- even outside of e-commerce, if You look at media use cases. They're coming to look at something, listen to something, right? Read something. And the accomplishment of that goal is what the brand is trying to monetize. So if you can't get your consumer to that Goal accomplishment, you can't monetize on it. And so e-commerce, if we kind of narrow it back down, I didn't find the product I was looking for, so I didn't buy it. You know, that's a huge fail for an organization. So this is this is why it's such an important topic to solve for retailers, and you know, leveraging search is is, is how they do that. But I also want to touch on the other forty nine percent, right? Right. A lot of times we read stats and figures and and, and only focus on that number not on the other side. The other aspect, but we also see in that other 49%, uh, you know, the ones that haven't uh, leveraged it for revenue increase, it doesn't mean that they haven't leveraged search. We see a huge tail of people doing productivity improvement types of use cases with search, right? So we have a publishing organization, a, a global publishing organization that when their authors sit down to write a story, the first thing they do, they have to go and find citations right they have to find do research and the ability to, to to surface that information to quickly put a story out with factual references to to other articles and things yeah it is a very important element for them which is which is surge but it isn't necessarily retail focused or yeah you know e-commerce focused.
0: yeah yeah definitely so kind of building on on what you were saying as well i mean a great search experience can accelerate customers finding what they need more quickly in the moment but there's other factors that can improve it on it as well and you mentioned a little bit here already but in the report you look at the benefits of search from both a revenue increase perspective as well as customer loyalty so how did do, how does the search experience play into that loyalty and customer lifetime value
1: yeah i think you know, as as consumers, when we go into an interaction like this with a brand, you know, we have we have an intent. We're trying to get something done. And the the sort of the negative side of that is leaving it up to me as a consumer to forage and figure out the thing that I need. Where is it? How do I get to it? Yeah. You know, and solve the problem by myself. And and so that's that's the pain point we want to be able to address. And so Surge when you look at the different layers of what search does and and how it drives that experience, first, the intent that you can understand from a user when they search is way higher, way more accurate than what traditionally authors have tried to do in building and crafting experiences for groups of people saying, okay, my buyer persona is this, or you know, the persona is that, I'm going to create this content for that person, you know, that's not very scalable, right? So search, first and foremost, gives you more intent from the consumer that you can act on. You have to, of course, act on it, right? So the first part is understanding that intent and and search engines help you do that. The second part then is, you know, leveraging AI, leveraging trends, leveraging... Uh, business rules and, and you know, your own sort of factors for the brand to then pull together the most likely set of things that you want to put in, in front of this consumer, right? So that's step two. Okay. The third part then is, okay, well, that's still, if you don't have full intent identified, that still may be only a partially good ri- list that maybe a that this list could work for Pius, it could also work for Greg. How do we then further refine that or put them in the right order that is relevant for Pius or Greg differently? Right. So that we call it re-ranking, but it's, it's it's truly what helps drive personalization in the experience is to then leverage that front-end system's understanding the CDP, the you know loyalty data that a, that a brand may have. And say, ah, yes, both Pius and Greg searched for red shoes, but I know in Pius's case he's looking for sneakers. Greg is looking for I don't know boots. Right, right. <laughs> so there's a there's a ability to take the intent data that search provides you, of course, do much more relevant you know AI based retrieval, but then also leverage AI and data on the tail end of that presentation and that experience to. To really narrow it down for the consumer and and not force them to be you know hunting for what they're looking for and, and and really get it in front of them. So that's that's how I think great experiences can can be accelerated and and you can't do that in a human authored manner at scale, but you can with search and discovery platforms like I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I would I would imagine then you know that playing into loyalty is you know I keep getting when i go here i get the best results or i get the most relevant results and therefore i'm going to keep going back and staying loyal and therefore my my lifetime value increases because of that is that is that safe to say
1: it is and i think well let's use an example who doesn't shop at amazon right right (laughs) amazon partially does an amazing job but because of if you probably look at your experience in the last i don't know 12 to 18 months, more and more, what's driving the results that you see is ad placements and sponsored items rather than what you're actually looking for, right? So that, yeah. that's the kinds of things we're trying to teach our brands not to do is deliver and cater on what the consumer want from you so they purchase it rather than, you know, what somebody else's intent is and, and using that to drive the relevancy of, you know, what gets put in front of that consumer.
0: Yeah, and that's really, you know, in the the report, the the number two, three, and four answers are really all related to when, when businesses are asked why they're making investments in search, they all re- relate to improving the customer experience. So, you know, whether that's meeting customer, de- customer demands, improving the customer experience, and delivering a more personalized experience, like you were just talking about. So, you know, given this CX customer experience is a major point of, of, com, uh, competition and differentiation. How do you do that? You know, how do you, you talked about a little bit about how you do customer experience well, but how do you differentiate that experience and, and how can search and discovery really play that major role in every, every brand's trying to outdo the other right in, in, in these, in these things.
1: Yeah. You know, we'll go back to the basics. It's again, I came for something, get it in front of me. Don't make me hunt for it. Right. That, that, yeah. If that's the basic model of what we want to deliver against, then then really how we coach our customers to, to great search maturity, you know, it starts first with understanding the data, right? People are, who does not have a website already for their, for their product?
0: Right.
1: Understand what people are doing, look at those patterns, you know, leverage that data to then start making those improvements, whether it's in the CX and the flow that the consumer is going through, you know, that that's, of course, less about search. But. But that flow can be informed by the search intent data because that is the thing that tells you most importantly what they're looking for, right? So start with the data. Then in in being able to meet that customer's demand, there's other things beyond their intent that are important. So if you think about like Black Friday, brands being able to automatically reposition based on inventory margins very fast-paced consumer trends that might be changing a hot product an hour ago might not be the hot product right now. That is not something possible at scale, right? And so yeah. the second step of this is how do you deliver quickly once you understand what that data is? Well, you cannot do it manually in an authored model. You've, you've got to use search and discovery as the engine that's determining what to put based on that data in front of this person, right? And and if you even extrapolate it further, you know, outside the Black Friday case to sort of online offline bridging, you know, don't show me things that are not there. We we have an amazing customer here, sports retailer in Houston, where you know at the end of a particular championship, we just had the NCAA uh, over the last weekend here, yeah. and you can imagine as as a consumer, if my team wins, I want to go. I want that jersey. I want I want that. Sweatshirt, T-shirt, hat, whatever. Right now, and if I go to my brand from a loyalty perspective and I don't find it there, yeah, I'm going to go to an Amazon and say, "Okay, I found it. I'm going to get it." Right, and so it's very important for those brands to be able to deliver very quickly on the data and intent that they can capture, and, and make sure the systems, you know, are not requiring human intervention to say, "Okay, now let me go and post all the winning team's jerseys, you know, in my catalog and on my website." Right, so. So the second step then is, is making sure that that the systems are, are scalable to be able to leverage that data, the inventory data, the intent data, You know what people are looking for, uh, and, and really being able to deliver that systematically versus it from a human perspective.
0: Before we continue, I'd like to make sure you're aware of the upcoming CXPS 2023 conference, May 8 through 11, 2023 in Durham, North Carolina. CXPS is a great CX event focused on professional services firms that want to know how to take the next steps to make their firm successful in integrating client experience with their firm's strategic initiatives. To learn more and register for the conference, go to clientexperience.org slash cxps-conference. That's clientexperience.org slash cxps-conference. And you can register with the code AGILE200, that's agile 2 for $200 off your tickets. You can hear from top professional services executives and CX thought leaders like myself through a combination of keynotes, breakout sessions, workshops, and panel discussions. Make sure to register at clientexperience.org slash CXPS dash conference with the code agile 200 for $200 off your tickets. Now let's get back to the show. You know, speaking of scalability and, and personalization, you know, we've touched on this, but you know, in in the report, over 70% of respondents say that personalization is integral to the future proofing. Of their e-commerce experience, and you know, then we get from a single channel to multi-channel, cross-channel, even omni-channel. As personalization is kind of the the holy grail, and uh, you know, forty nine percent of the respondents in that report say they've implemented omni-channel to to some degree. How does a tool like search, and, and more just more specifically, the way Algolia approaches search? How does that help businesses achieve this cross-channel personalization and, and CX more effectively?
1: Yeah, you know, as, as we kind of just talked about the sort of automated manner in which to deliver personalization, Yeah, the way we do that is, is you know, leveraging AI in three parts. First, letting the AI understand and, and very rapidly look at mass volumes of data to determine intent, to determine trends and things like that, right? Second, making sure that from how products are indexed, scored and retrieved, letting, again, AI have the ability to very rapidly make those discriminations and and not make it a human-oriented process, but of course, retaining human control and and override. And then finally, again, if, if your systems are hooked up, having AI understand an individual consumer's preference that loyalty data, the past purchase history, inventory levels, any of the business data that you want to impart in there. Hey, put lower margin products in front of this person because X Y Z tells us that that's what they want, right? And yeah. and so again, in that tail end of truly personalizing at scale, making sure that that you know AI across the the span of these three is helping brands do this. In a much faster way. And I think you, you'll see in the report some of the stats that, you know, uh, as Forrester did the interviews, and of course, there's a wide span of, you know, seeing returns from a 40, 50% increase to, to one customer who, you know, had a 380% ROI on their spend with us because the ability for them to deliver that personalized, very detailed result set is what their consumers were waiting for and why they weren't buying before. And putting this in place really unlocked that potential for them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, last last topic I wanted to cover. You know, we've talked a lot about the the why and and you know with with some specifics as well, of course. But let's let's talk a little bit more about how businesses can take steps and and improve search and discovery. Uh, the in the report we we've been referring to here. While a little over seventy percent of respondents were quite satisfied or even very satisfied with their search investments, uh, that still leaves you know thirty percent that are less the less than satisfied. Let's say, let's talk about what those businesses can do. So, w- what are some of the warning signs that you see that point to a business that's not effectively using search? What what are they experiencing?
1: Yeah, typically when when we get involved in a discussion with a brand. What they're coming to us from as a as a sort of current state, two very key things we see. One, yeah, th- their consumers are struggling with with accomplishing the task, right? So they've already gotten feedback that, oh, it's not great, but they don't, they're not sure exactly what, right? The second big thing is that they're just they're they're not leveraging the data they're collecting, right? When somebody's searching for something, that data that intent, if it's not being leveraged and looked at in a regular basis. Then, then the brand really isn't doing justice to to what people are coming for, and and a lot of the reasons why is that, you know, as you can imagine, every platform has search in it because if you're putting information into a system, you got to be able to get it out, and so every CMS, every commerce platform has out of the box search. But what those brands, the software brands that deliver those platforms, haven't done, because their primary focus in the CMS basis, create the ability quickly and easily to make content and publish content that that's what they're focused on right yeah. they're not focused on the improvement of that outcome that search that's not goal number 1 right it's oh well let's just grab something off the shelf some open source stuff and bake it into our platform because it right. needs to be there same thing on the commerce side so they're not really they're not really focused on solving that problem so most brands are either not looking at their data or they just don't have access and don't know about the tools that are available because whatever is out of the box is just not sufficient and it's not that brand's job to educate them about something better that they don't have. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, makes sense. What should a company do then that's, you know, let's say they 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 invested in a enterprise, you know, DXP, CMS, and most of it's working effectively, but, you know, search is, search is struggling. What, what should a company do to kind of get on the right path?
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, rather than trying to guess what that should be, I'll tell you exactly how... Okay those customers who, you know, given the last problem we just talked about, let's say they've identified, oh, something's not working. Typically it's three to six months after they've gone live with that BXP or, or commerce platform. And, and it just, it isn't delivering what they thought it would. Right. So what they start to recognize there, and and by the time they come to us, they have started to look at the data. They've seen that the conversion isn't happening or or that they're getting abandonment and things like that. Right. And so they, they started collecting that data. They started to understand what is not working. And so that that's actually a good starting point path with us, is that we can help educate them on saying, hey, here, based on what you're seeing, here are four or five basic things that you can do that, that, that just basically, when you implement Alvoya, this stuff is table stakes, it's going to get taken care, of, right? And, and we want to get to that as fast as possible, so that then we can move forward to more advanced things that, that through the maturity cycle of search, we can take these brands through. So I think the first first step is, you know, recognizing that there's a problem and, you know, being able to come to companies like Algoya to say, okay, I'm, I'm ready to work on this and make an investment on this.
0: Yeah. And then for those that are further along on the, on the maturity scale, so, you know, there's the 70% that, that may already be satisfied. I mean, you know, you we all know consumer expectations are not getting any more relaxed. They're only, you know, they're, expectations are getting higher based on what they're seeing elsewhere and new form factors all kinds of things so you know what should those businesses that maybe feel like things are good right now but uh you know how do they stay satisfied and stay one step ahead of the competition
1: yeah i think there's you know there's there's a couple of camps in that 70 percent. there are some that have you know they're satisfied because they've solved what they know they can solve you know whether yeah. they've gone with with a do-it-yourself model and open source, or uh, sort of a you know black box platform, and those are the ones I think are going to struggle that as they as they look to keep up with consumer expectations and what things like ChatGPT and other you know other sort of consumer platforms are are creating as a need for consumers, they're not going to be able to keep up with it, and and so there's going to be a challenge there. Where we get involved in supporting that is. You know, thinking, uh, again, the, the core platform isn't focused on solving this problem. If you're a brand that try to solve it yourself, it's probably not your number one priority. And especially in the market dynamic that we're in right now, if it's not your number one priority, it, it's probably not going to be a priority, right? Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of what we try to do with our with our customers is to make sure that as we watch what they need what's ch- changing in the market, how can we build and deliver into our SaaS platform? those capabilities that'll keep them competitive with features and capabilities that we're making the investment in on their behalf and then you know we've got 17,000 customers that that can benefit from that right so so rather than brands even in that satisfied 70% being able to keep up the ability to continue to invest is probably not there and that's that's kind of been our mission is to make sure that the ones who, who don't or cannot focus on this at the level and depth that we do that we make it very easy for them to be able to leverage Algolia and, and, and for Algolia to continue to innovate and deliver the latest and greatest.
0: Yeah. So, regarding the, the report, were there any responses or trends that you saw that were unexpected or, you know, was, was there something that organizations should be keeping in mind that maybe they, they didn't answer in, in the way that one might expect?
1: Yeah, and this is right, this is interesting because look, so for us, we live and breathe this every day. Yeah, so we, right. know, we know these things. We know what to look for. We know what the pattern is, but that's not the case with everyone. So I think I think some of the things that I, I guess was aha's for me, just this is now inherent to me over the last two and a half years. Like you know, knowledge of surge. I, I think one of the interesting things that I that I saw is that maybe people are just not aware of the benefits and impact of search still right that that was one of the interesting things that they're not looking at their data they're they're not recognizing that there's a problem or that there could be an improvement because the problem they started to solve was can i create content and publish it and that got resolved yeah. and they stopped there right so that was a little bit interesting to me that oh wow so there's an education gap here they're not aware of better, so they're not looking for better right so that was one thing yeah the other one is that, you know, as they do become aware, I, I was a little bit surprised that the action that they decided to take, again, because of lack of awareness, was, oh, well, let me let me figure out how I can solve this problem. This is a very developer-centric mindset of, oh, I can build something, I can solve this problem, I'm an engineer, versus let me go find something that might already be solving this problem and I can get it done much more quickly. That was another interesting element that i saw i think it was like 73% were opting to to try to build search and discovery in house you know rather than going to a third party or, or uh, existing platform that was a little interesting to me you know if i've got a hole in wall here i'm not going <laughs> to figure out how to do drywall I'm, I'm going to go get person who knows how to do drywall you and me both.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Well hey uh, thanks so much for joining the show. I got one last question before we wrap up. you know we've been talking about the the Algolia e-commerce site search trends 2023 report here um, for for a while here but if you could summarize the findings or kind of give give one or two key outcomes that that you really think are, are most important, how would you how would you summarize?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I've had this question from some of our prospects this quarter, and if I look at it, it rather than trying to summarize findings from the report, because it, it's a sort of backward-looking sure. element of it, I want to look at what should you derive from it and and look forward, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's two major points. One is, in an environment that we're in right now for retailers, being able to convert better you know, as costs and margins, everyone's trying to improve. More and more investments aren't necessarily the the logical choice that brands are going to make, right? So, so they've got to do better conversion for what they're already doing in terms of traffic acquisition, you know, loyalty development, all of that. So, so converting better is a key need that companies need to focus on, and I think that's very inherent to what search and discovery platform can can deliver for them is is make sure the consumer finds what they want, purchases it gets to the close of that transaction. So so that sh- that that is a big focus I think that that we see that I think people should draw as a conclusion of where they need to focus. The yeah. second one again is is around and I know this this is going to sound like the buzzword here <laughs> but you know AI as a growing part of their strategy. It may be in a lot of different ways but if I boil it down to a basic sort of statement that people have heard before the do more with less. Everyone is hearing that today, right? Do more with less. Well, how do you do more with less? You've got to leverage the capabilities that are arising in the market right now. And that's one of the big investments we've been making over the past 18 months or so is incorporating AI into every element of our platform so that it's end-to-end allowing for faster turnaround, faster ROI, faster improvement in the results and, and identification of those data and trends, and really just helping our brands deliver faster what their consumers are wanting from them as well so do, doing more with less leveraging ai and, and focusing on that conversion of, of what you have already uh, on your plate to to accomplish
0: yeah great great stuff well again i'd like to thank Piyush patel chief strategic business development officer at Al- algolia for joining the show you can learn more about Piyush and algolia and also access the algolia e-commerce site search trends 2023 report by following the links in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkilstrom.com. That's G R E G K I H L S T R O M.com.